Welcome back, disciples, to another episode of the Disciples Haven. Today, we'll learn the dangers of following the world and its enticing desires and what you, a Christian man or a woman of God, must do when the world comes knocking at your spiritual door. So we ask our Father to open eyes and open ears as we get ready to learn His Word in James chapter 4. Amen. We're going to pick back up where we left off on our last episode, but before we do, let's do a quick recap of chapter 3 so we can get caught up. In chapter 3, we learn that judgment will start at the pulpit. It begins with those who teach God's word. Before God can judge his sheep, he's going to judge those who led his sheep astray and weren't taught the truth, the meat of God's word. So be very, very careful when you go teaching God's word. The second point we learned was that our tongue can be a weapon and can cause some major fires in our lives. So we need to watch what we tell other people. We need to watch what we speak. Think before you speak. And the last point we learned was we can't curse men but love God at the same time. It's counterproductive to God's word. If we're going to be a reflection of what God is and calls us to be, then we need to display that at all times in our daily lives, in how we conduct ourselves in and out of church or Bible studies with strangers, family, and friends. Treat others as you would want to be treated. So we go now into James chapter 4, verse 1, and it reads, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? I always consider every day in this flesh body a battle. A battle between the spirit and the flesh, between your soul and the evil temptations that plague you day in and day out. A war within yourself. If you're a Christian man or a Christian woman of God, then you'll know what I'm talking about. The lusts of the flesh always whispering into your mind to go do this, that, and the other thing. Even though you know very well that it's wrong and you shouldn't, But, oh, it's so tempting because it'll make you feel good inside. I war with this daily. I'm no stranger to the lusts of the flesh. But you know, as a disciple of God, we have been given the power to overcome all evil. This is why it's written to pick up your cross and to follow Him. That cross being all your temptations, all your fleshly desires, war with them and follow Jesus Christ because He showed us the way to overcome and be a victor of this war. Verse 2. Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Remember in the first chapter, verse 5, just ask God. God gives us wisdom freely when we ask Him. Do you need something better for you and your family? Do you want understanding for a situation in your life? Do you want a way out of the chaos and turmoil that you are going through in your life, but don't know a way out? Turn to God and ask Him. But if you're out here lusting after the things of the world, and we know what is of the world and what is of God, if you're out here lusting after the earthly things, it's only going to steer you further and further away from God 
and more turmoil and chaos will be in your life. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss that ye may consume it upon your lusts. How often do we go praying, please God, give me a million dollars. Please God, I want a big beautiful house with a huge yard. How do those things benefit God? Before asking God for anything, stop being selfish and thinking about yourself and think, how is this going to benefit God and His kingdom? You think God is going to give you things that you will use to fulfill your lusts? When Solomon was asked, what would he like from God? Did he ask for more riches? For an expansion to his kingdom? No, he asked for wisdom. And that pleased God because with wisdom granted by God, God now had a leader to lead his people. A blessing that serves the purpose of God. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. What it's talking about here are the teachers being idolaters. Teachers that teach false doctrines, whoring after false idols. But also the important part, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. We are in this world for now, but that doesn't mean we have to be in love with it. This world will lead you down a spiral chaotic trip to hell. Trust me. As I've said before, be above this world. Verse 5. Do ye think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? Does our spirit lust after envy? After the things this world offers? Of course not. It actually wars within us. It wars with us to not go after the lusts of the flesh. It's up to us to decide who are we going to listen to. You know how you can win though? Tune this world out. Tune the evil of this world and its people out. They'll only drag you away and down from God. Verse 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. God will always resist the proud. He doesn't hear the wicked when they pray to him. But to the humble, that's you, someone who is honest, hardworking, thankful for what you have, he will give you grace. And just a reminder, the proudful aren't just the typical egotistical people that you may know about. This goes to the religious holy Joes out there who think they know more than anyone else just because they're a priest or a preacher. You know who I'm talking about. The ones talking that just because they can quote a scripture from the Bible, they think they're better than anyone else. Yeah, God doesn't really listen to them either. Verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. This word submit, it means to obey or to commit yourself. That means you must commit to God and the devil will flee from you. When you don't listen to this world, when you take yourself away from the worldly things that it tempts you with, you're fleeing the devil. The devil's spirit is all over this world. I mean, just look at it within music, within social media, within our movies. He's influenced so much to get to have people get aboard his ship instead of God's. Remember the words in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Those words are so true. You give him a little leeway, and you open up the door for his evil spirit to enter into your life. You know how to resist that? By turning to God. Stay close to your father, lest the devil takes you away. Which brings me to verse 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. 
Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Just like we discussed, put the world away and turn to God. Purify your hearts means to repent, have a change of heart. That means whatever sins you were committing, do away with them. Never look back at them. Don't be double-minded where you beg to God for forgiveness one day and the next you're right back to square one. Three steps forward, but five steps back. Verse 9. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. He isn't talking about you here. He's talking about those who are sinners, those who don't listen, the double-minded. Don't be boasting and laughing in your sins. He's telling them instead you should be feeling sorry for failing God. You should be ashamed of yourself for taking part in the world rather than taking part in the spiritual holiness of God. But God always offers us a chance. Verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Humble yourself before God and he will lift you up above these worldly things, above all that offense. Speak not evil one of another, brethren. He that speaketh evil of his brother and judges his brother speaketh evil of the law and judgeth the law. But if thou judge the law, thou art not a doer of the law, but a judge. Don't slander each other. Don't talk bad about people. Listen, I'm guilty of this. Someone cuts me off on the road, I'll admit sometimes I let those stupid thoughts get ahead of me. So clearly, I need to listen to this verse more. But I use myself as an example so you can be better, so you don't commit the same mistakes that I do. Verse 12. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who art thou that judgest another? I want you to make a note of the book of John chapter 7 verse 24. In that section, God tells us that we should judge. I can hear it now, oh, but Jose, you said the Bible never contradicts itself. So how is that not contradictory? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, in the section that I told you to make a note of, it says to judge righteous judgment. So yes, we are told to judge, but judge righteously. You see, in the Old Testament, God had judges. He had kings that had to execute judgment. We all judge. Christians judge all the time. But what John 7.24 is saying is to judge according to God's law. For example, let's say you take your kids to school and you're given a flyer showing that they'll be having a drag show school hour where a man in drag will be reading to your kids. Or let's say your job pushes for you to support something that contradicts your religious beliefs. You have every right to judge those people running it. But here in verse 12, it's basically saying, don't be double-minded. Don't go judging other people if you yourself are doing the exact same sin as they are. Verse 13, Go to now ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. It's okay to plan your days ahead, but don't forget to live for today, because tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. One day you're perfectly fine, the very next day you could be finding yourself in the ICU where a doctor is telling your family you're not going to make it. Whereas ye know not what shall be on to the morrow, but for what is your life. It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Remember chapter 1 where we were told about the flower and the rich man? One day you have it all and before you know it, you're pushing up daisies and that's it. Our life here on earth is for a little time. And then we vanish. We go back to the Father. 
Now, which side of the heaven you will be on, well, that's decided by you and your works here on this earth. Be sure to listen or re-listen to my episode about what happens when we die. You'll get a glimpse of what awaits you depending on what you do here on earth. Verse 15. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live, and do this or that. Don't just live day by day. Plan for your future, your retirement. It's always good to plan. Be ready. But don't forget to enjoy each day to the fullest. I hope that makes sense. You know, it's good to work, work to earn your keep, to contribute to your family. But some people forget to live outside of work. And that isn't good. Don't let work engulf you that you don't prioritize your family, your loved ones, yourself. Take care of yourself physically and mentally because as it said before, before you know it, you're going to be a distant memory in other people's minds. But now ye rejoice in your boastings, all such rejoicing is evil. Rejoicing and boasting that you got this, that, and the other thing is what again? It's evil. Don't be like that. Don't try to buy the fanciest clothes or post the most obnoxious things to your social media account just because you want likes and followers. It's evil, and God won't tolerate it. Instead, build yourself up in God's word and learn to do the right thing. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good, and doeth it not, to him it is sin. So, if you know to do good, and you still decide not to do what is right, that is a sin. Remember that. This book hammers down on one of the biggest principles we are to have as disciples. We need to be disciplined. We need to always adhere to the Word of God. And this isn't me waving my finger at you for doing wrong in your life. This is just me telling you, I'm in the same boat as some of you. As someone who has sinned before and still falls short of the glory of God, I'm right there with you. But we need to be stronger. We need to be more grounded and disciplined in God's word and his message to us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you learned just a little bit more of God's message to us. I hope that you reread this chapter in case something didn't stick to you so you can better understand it. Tune in on the next episode where we will be finishing our study of the book of James. Until then, disciples, go in peace.